This is the 231 Way, an educational podcast produced by the Gardner Education School District. My name is Ben Booth. I'm the Director of Community Relations for the School District and one of your co-hosts today, along with Ryan Colston, uh, hopefully, oh, uh, sorry, the supervisor of youth and community programs with the uh, school district, but hopefully I'll bring my, um, maybe a solid B today. Yeah, that would uh, be, that's what I'm going to try to go for. definitely be an improvement from where we've been in the, in the past. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, we're back. This is actually the second, no, I, no, I was, I'm not going to date ourselves. No, nah, don't This date may ourselves. not be the second episode of the semester right. because, uh, we want to get our fall, uh, or uh, excuse me, our winter, uh, play yeah. students in. Ryan Trivia, for you this morning, what yep. is the the winter play at the high school. Oh, I should know this. You should. I should know this. Yeah, you should. Um, but I don't. You don't know it. I don't. So it is Mousetrap. Oh, it, I, I did know that because no, it's one of my favorite so board games. No, no. Nah, I remember yeah. that. Mousetrap. So uh, mm. we are hopeful to get them scheduled uh, for next week because I think that's coming up in about a week and a half. Yeah, those, it is. performances. So, and uh, it, I think it would be great to bring up, like, just throw in different mousetrap terms from the board game. Yeah. Just to kind of throw into them. That's just to good, see if just see if they're paying attention. And Don't say any more because oh, true. we could use that as our uh, bonus Oh, round. yeah, you're right. The, yeah, uh, the old bonus round. You have that at home? I, you know, I don't. Okay. Well, I don't. The little but, bell thing, right, falls down. I yeah, that little, that little trap that kind of zigzags down. Well, anyway, so I know our audience loves our witty banter, but uh, let's go ahead and get to the get to our guest <laughs> The today. main so, reason why we're here yeah, today, right? right. So uh, to, with us, unfortunately, we don't have any student hosts. Uh, that, no. is, that was an error on my part because I failed to update their availability with the semester schedule changes, and yeah. so we'll get them well, back Well, you never school. know. We might get a knock on the door. and They may show you know, up. They you may never show up. You never know. Well, anyway, so today we are lucky enough to have with us Emily Baden, who is a fourth grade teacher at Nike Elementary in her second year. And the reason we've asked Emily to join us today is because she is, has been recognized for her outstanding teacher, uh, outstanding teaching by the State Department of Education and is a 2020-1920 Horizon Award winner. So that that is is a huge deal. It's amazing. She's having a big year. Yes. As as we know from last year when Katie Foley at the high school, uh, and we were looking back through her records, and these two um, we believe to be our only Horizon Award winners in the past 10 or 11 years, if you can believe that. So this is a yeah. is a big deal. So Amazing. anyway, so with us today is Emily Baden. Hi, Emily. Hi, how are you guys? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Thank good. you. Yeah, well, thanks thank, for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. So, uh, Emily, you are not in studio today, and do you want to, is it going to embarrass you to tell people why? No. Um, I tore my ACL skiing. Over winter break, they had surgery last week, so I'm out of the classroom for a couple weeks, sadly. Yeah. Well, we were, yeah, I was uh, surprised to hear that one because when um, we, when Commissioner Watson called and you were in our office, we didn't know that you had done that and, and shared that. So recovery is going well, we assume? Yep, going going as good as it can go, um, not in too much pain, which is great, so just having to get used to sitting around and... Hanging out. Yeah, which you're probably not used to sitting around a whole lot. 
No, not at all. Yeah. So, uh, well, anyways, we appreciate you joining us today. And uh, we just want to jump right in and, and uh, hear more about you and um, make sure our audience understands how fortunate we are to have you specifically and teachers like you in our school district so first of all will you share with us a little bit about your background so you know where you grew up briefly where you went to college and then you know how you landed at nike yeah so i um grew up in pittsburgh kansas so it's like an hour and a half from Gardner. um but grew up there graduated from there and then decided to go to oklahoma state in Stillwater, Oklahoma, so college, so kind of, um, my mom went to KU, your dad went to K-State, so me and my siblings decided to go south, and so my brother went to OSU, and I went, and all my two sisters were there, so they had a really great, um, education program there, and just fell in love with teaching, um, so graduated there in 2018, and then I was trying to figure out where I wanted to teach, um, I knew some people in the Kansas City area and wanted to be back closer to my family and um, applied to Prairie just connected a lot of good things about it. Um, so I knew some very highly um, of the district, and so I applied and um, got an interview from Nike, and I just felt very at home there, very welcomed, and they just I feel like they saw something in me. Um, and so I felt very confident um, accepting the job with them, and I haven't looked back to it. Good. Well, and we're glad you're here. Yes. Um, so uh, we, we've kind of briefly talked about it, but can you kind of explain um, what is the Horizon Award? Yeah. So when I was first nominated, I really had no idea what it was either, but it's a uh, given to first two teachers. Um, it, during their second year of teaching, and it just highlights um, teachers who, um, for sure, teachers who have had maybe like an exemplary first year and um, have shown something um, unique or stood out um, in their first year. So, it's a pretty awesome. cool award. Yes, it's 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 very, it's it really is amazing. I you know it's uh, it's it's a very big honor and. Uh, we're very very happy that that you have uh, that you have won that. So, um, why do you feel like you were nominated and ultimately selected in this process? That is a really good question. <laughs> it's really hard to talk about, um, like that. I think I am deserving of this because I just feel like I have so much room for improvement. But I feel like what they saw in me initially when I was nominated was I'm just naturally a very hard and dedicated, like a hard worker and a very dedicated person to anything I do and teaching is my passion. And so I feel like that just showed throughout my first year. Like it, I by no means had a perfect first year of teaching. Um, I got the full eight hours, there were tears and, um, but I think they saw my resilience and just, being willing to accept criticism, being willing to constantly learn and improve myself and not settling and not just getting by. Like, I wanted to um, make an impact um, that first year. So I think they just saw, like, I would ask people to come and watch me teach. I was like, hey, can you come watch me? I just don't think I'm teaching this lesson right or I need help in this area. So I'm constantly um, asking for help and wanting to be better. 
So. Well, excellent. And I think as, you know, as a former classroom teacher myself, um, I think one of the biggest, one of the biggest things is, is asking for help and asking for those resources. Yeah. And that, that truly makes a, an excellent educator and not only what you do in the classroom, but it's, it's the willingness and, and acceptance of saying, Hey, you know, I'm struggling in this and I need some help in this area. And, uh, I, I just think that's a, uh, it's a great quality to have. Yeah, and I, I would agree. Uh, something you said, Emily, um, well, two things you said. One, um, resilience and being receptive to feedback. And whenever I am out, you know, I'm, I'm a former classroom teacher as well, but whenever I'm out at career fairs interviewing um, teachers, potential new teachers to our district, they always ask me, you know, one of their stock questions is, what do you look for in a teacher in Gardner Edgerton? And I say this with all sincerity is I'm looking for people who number one, first and foremost, are, care about kids, obviously, because otherwise you wouldn't be getting it. But secondly, <laughs> and almost as important, are receptive to feedback because that's who we want to work with. We don't want to work with people who are, are not going to be receptive or who are defensive when you give them, give them ideas. And so I think that's such a key critical trait of, of what we are looking for in, in new teachers. So um, absolutely. So uh, now that you've won... Uh, what does that mean? What do, what do you get to do? What what I mean, you get you, more than just a, a certificate. What does this mean now that you have are have been recognized as a Horizon Award winner? So I get to um, go to it's called the Keene Conference, and it's the Kansas Exemplary Educators Network. Um, it's what Keene stands for, and they have I think you know there's a couple conferences a year. Um, but the one for this one in February, I get to have a luncheon and there's how many others, 16 other elementary Horizon Award winners in the state of Kansas. Is that correct? That is correct. And yep. And and I think I'm glad you said that because I really, that to me even, uh, is more of an emphasis of how, uh, rare it is and how uh, much of an honor it is to win this award. So, but yes, keep going. Yeah. So they um, invite us to a luncheon on. I think that's on Friday, and so that's kind of a award banquet where we get highlighted and honored, um, and we get to invite guests and people to just people who have impacted us in our journey so far in our career. Um, but before that, there's a conference, which I think I'm most excited about. I talked to my principal was talking about it, and um, it's with anyone in the King Network, so people who have been honored before, Teachers of the Year, other um, award recipients for different things, but I'll get to be a part of this network of teachers, and you just get to go to classes and just to learn more knowledge and just be with people who are very like-minded, and I think that's what I'm most excited about is just getting to more resources and people bring back my classroom and bring back to um, my colleagues at this conference. So, and I get to be part of that key network for however long I'm teaching, which is hopefully until I retire. So, um, <laughs> <That's> good. <laughs> so, you know, so, so, so talking about, you, you mentioned it, uh, your first year, um, we all recognize if we're, if we're worth our salt as first year teachers and Ryan said it too, is that we, we recognize we don't know it all. We are not experts in our first year. There's no way you can be. 
and that we need help. And so what type of mentoring did you receive last year that I assume you, you feel uh, was partially responsible for helping you uh, earn this achievement? Yes, so I owe a lot to my success in the first year to the people in the district, to the people at my school, and even, like, outside people. But so as a first-year teacher, you have an initial license for two years, and you have to go through a program where um, we meet once a month with the other first-year teachers in the district, and we just get more tools, and we just get to have this little network of people who are going through the same thing that we are, Um, and so we get to just learn, we talk about what it's like to be a first-year teacher and all the ups and downs, we learn a lot about classroom management and just learning um, tools to bring in to the classroom, so that's part of it, so we would attend meetings once a month, and then you're also given a district mentor, and my mentor is Katie Gartenmeyer, and she is the math specialist at my school. And she's been a big part of just helping me develop as a teacher. And it's been really nice having her at my school because I could just go to her anytime and ask her questions and to my kids. So she was able to really make a bit, big impact on just that time because it's stressful, it's scary, and it's exciting. And so she was just always there in all forms of that. And she was able to come watch me teach, record me, just give me advice on how to handle different things. So, but besides that, besides um, those programs that are already in place, I am just so thankful for my whole school community of people. So there were two first-year teachers at my school, and I just have never felt more supported by the people I was around. So my two teammates, they were so patient with me. They would answer any of my questions for endless amounts of questions on how to do things and how the school worked. And so I owe a lot of it to them. They really helped decrease my stress, helped me through um, whatever was happening. And then just anyone, like at any time, if I needed something, I know I could go to any one of those people at Nike Elementary and they would be like drop whatever they're doing and help me out. And so I think all those factors came into um helping me develop as a first-year teacher. Awesome. Uh, Katie Gart, I mean, Katie, it doesn't, we've got a lot of great teachers yeah. in this district, but Katie Gartenmeyer is one of the best of the best. So, yes. She's amazing. Definitely have a good one there. Uh, so, yeah. you know, obviously, you know, we, there's not a lot of people that have been into your classroom uh, besides your students. Uh, so can you tell us um, and our listeners, you know, what is, you know, tell us about your classroom, what's it kind of look like, um, on a daily basis, and what are some uh, results of being in your classroom for your students? Yeah, so my goal of my classroom is just to make each child that walks through that door feel loved and known and welcome and just a place where they can feel safe. And so I feel like that's something that um, I feel like I do a fairly good job at is just making, like, building that relationship with each child. That's probably my most important like philosophy of teaching is developing those close relationships so they feel safe and they can trust you um but so I greet them I stand at my door every day um whenever they come into the room and I greet them give them a high pop or a hug I think that always starts off the day with just them knowing that they're seen and they're known but um throughout the day I'm kind of I can be very um 
like straightforward and um, I mean business, but also I can be very goofy. And so I think I have this balance of like, they know what I expect and they know what to do just so there's consistency because I think that's extremely important in the classroom is having that routine, but also relaxing and allowing just my true personality to come out because I think that like all teachers, they just have to find like what works best for them. So my personality is pretty silly and goofy. And so um, in my classroom, we're laughing a lot. We're doing like some silly things, but um, I really like doing hands-on learning. So trying to find any little bit in the day where we can like make it just a tiny bit more fun um, is re- I think it's like in the little things that we do. But um, I just try to um, just make things more exciting and more engaging. Um, we play games. I think my favorite part of my day in my classroom is I call it, some people call it classroom meeting. I call it morning meeting. But it's every morning we sit around the carpet and we greet each other. Um, by We have all these different types of greetings that we do. And then we do a share. So it's a way for them to just kind of open up to each other and get to know one another. And then we do like an activity. So some days we'll play a game. We play this game called Night at the Museum. And they just love it where they just get to freeze and someone's the night guard looking for them. Um, but so just that first 15 minutes of the day just kind of sets it off right. But um, I think if someone's in my classroom, they can see me holding them accountable. They can see me encouraging them. You can see the other kids encouraging one another. So just that classroom environment um, is kind of what you would see in my room, I think. Yeah, excellent. Well, I've been, Ryan and I have both been in your classroom. I've uh, a few times for different projects, and I was just reminded yeah. Ryan that it is a big year for her. It is. She also won. This is probably what you were alluding to. Yes, it, took it was. To catch up. Yeah, yeah. And she was the random drawing winner of a Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> Thanksgiving turkey. And so I now, as as the person who was maybe in a turkey outfit yes. uh, delivering that to you, it wasn't any. Um, maybe it was. You. Yeah, it was. It yeah, was me. Um, how did uh, your turkey turn out <laughs> at Thanksgiving? My turkey turned out so good. My dad has smoked And so we, we smoked that turkey, and it was the hit of the Thanksgiving. So my, my family was super excited that I won it. Oh, that is excellent. I, I'm very happy it was, uh, it was put to good use. Yeah, that was a yeah, big year. It is a big year. Have you laid asleep at night wondering which is the bigger accomplishment or award for the year? <laughs> I'd say the turkey, for sure. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what, do you, what do you love most about teaching, Emily? I think well, there's so many aspects that I love about it. Um, but I think I'm a very... I love people. I love talking to people. I love being around people. And I just love children. So I think building the relationships with the students, getting to know them, getting to know um, the things that make them excited, the things that make them sad, and just getting to experience a whole year with them and watching them grow is one of the most rewarding things I think I've ever experienced. Like, no one prepares you for, like, in student teaching, you don't see it all the way through, but when you're teaching these kids how to do long division, that they finally get it. It's just like, you just want to stand up and start dancing because it's so exciting. <laughs> um, but I think building the relationship with the kids, but also with their whole family. So just getting to know them and what makes them who they are and just getting to experience that. Like once they leave you, like even though I'm just a first-year teacher, I've already had kids like, 
come back into my room and say hi. And it's just, oh, it just makes you so excited to just keep doing this. But those relationships, and then I just really like the challenge of it too. So, like, when a kid's not getting something, okay, what can I do to make it more um, effective? Like, what can I do to improve my teaching to help them understand this? And so I love the research, I love to read, and try to figure out ways do that and no two kids are the same so there's always a new challenge every day and I work well when I have a challenge and when I am challenged and so I think that's also what I really like about it too yeah and I, I will say you know that is that is one of the best things is seeing a kid's like the light bulb come off in, in, in a child's head and, like you can just see it like oh I finally get it and you know as yeah. as, you, as you continue to teach and continue those kids will you know venture on to middle school and high school and that's that's to me like it was really cool to see that and it all, it's also really cool to see eventually down the road what they turn out to be knowing that you had an impact on their life um that's yeah. that's to me one of the coolest things out there so yeah. or when you get oh, okay. ryan's, ryan's not quite there yet but i have enjoyed <laughs> seeing ryan interact with some of his former students and you can tell that they were very fond of him. Now, I'm at the age where people like Amandi Hodo. Yeah, you're right. right. You're Amandi right. Hodo was was my student. You're right. One of our employees. Yes. So that will happen to you. It's, I mean, I will say my my first uh, my first gra- my first fifth grade class graduated two years ago. Yeah. So that was it's that coming. was the, the day's coming initial like wow. Yeah. The day is coming. So, Emily, what what do you – and I'm going to put you on the spot. I want to – all of your answers have been sincere, so I don't want to suggest this one won't be. But what is the single most challenging part about teaching, or what what do you not like? Hmm. It's a good question. I think the thing that's hardest about teaching is when maybe that child – you don't know what to do with that child and you don't know how to help them and you kind of feel helpless and I'm a fixer and so when I can't fix something it's really hard and so that's the part that really can maybe bring me down is when I can't help them and I feel like it's out of my control but also something that you know kind of as I've gotten more into it something that I don't like as much is just having to watch them take a lot of tests and it's just really hard because some of them get nervous to take the test. Some of them, um, you know, just seeing like if they don't get the score that they want, just their confidence just like go down. And so I think that's really hard to watch and also out of my control. I can't really help them on that. Um, so those two aspects are really hard. But I think all the other aspects of teaching make up for those things. Because in every job, there's things that you're not going to like about it. But you have to remember, like, the good things that come with it. So. Agreed. Yeah. All right. So this is kind of a fun question. So if our superintendent, Pam Stranathan, walks into your classroom and says, you have a million dollars to launch your best idea, what is that idea? Wow. That's that's a tough question to answer. Um <laughs> I would say I've seen classrooms and schools where they have these, like, moving tables. They have these STEM labs that can that you can transform your classroom into these areas where you can move the tables around. You can get on all the STEM equipment. And so I think what I would do if I had a million dollars, I would 
transform areas of the school or even my classroom to get, like, things where you can use a lot of collaborative learning and a lot of hands-on materials um, that you can apply to, like, any lesson and just allow them to explore and kind of like a little science lab for elementary school students. Um, so I think that'd be really cool to... Um, I've seen a lot of pictures of STEM schools, and so I think that would be something that would really make kids excited about learning, and it'd be really fun to teach, and just watching their, like, faces when they figure something out or when they build things, um, so I think I would want to transform it like, a STEM-centered classroom or multiple classrooms and make little areas, like, little pods that some schools have, um, make that in our school, too, where kids can collaborate with one another, so... Excellent. I think that would be a great, a great use of those funds if uh, our superintendent did that. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing that uh, even if you don't come up with the money to do that, you will somehow get creative and create a smaller version yeah. of that. So, yep. or you maybe you've already have. So, Emily, before we go to the bonus round, is there anything that we should have asked you, or anything else you wanted to share with with us, the audience? I don't want to put you on spot, but yeah, um, I think something that's important to know, like as a first-year teacher, just, like, the things that you learn throughout it, because I feel like I'm a completely different teacher than I was in August of 2018 when I first started. So I think something that I've had to learn throughout that first year was just to trust myself as a teacher and not doubt myself, but have confidence and trust that I know what's best for my students and to advocate for my students. I think that's something that um, just my mentor just kind of talked to me about. She's like, Emily, make sure you're confident. Make sure that you trust yourself and know um, that you're capable of doing these things. So I think that's something that, to, uh, you know, whoever listens to this who wants to be a teacher or is a teacher, just like to always like have confidence in that you're doing what's best for your kids. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So Emily, uh, as I'm, we trust that you've li- how many episodes are we up to, Ryan? Well, since we're no, we don't want to date ourselves, no, no, we're you know we're at least how many? We're at least. over halfway through our season two. Okay, I would say at least over over thirty. Oh gosh. Well, Emily, we assume that uh, trust that you've already listened to all thirty previous episodes. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you know that no one gets out of here easy. Everybody has to go through a bonus round to to pass the course. Yes. You knew that. You knew that, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. One of our award-winning listeners here. Yes, yep. So uh, today, um, we call today's challenge the 60-second challenge. Uh, And we had to to, uh, adjust this a little bit because of students not being here, because normally it's for you it would have been like beat the host or something. But today we're going to change it to the 60-second challenge. So uh, the 60-second challenge, basically, it's easy. Uh, in that you have to answer as many questions that I that I present to you in 60 seconds as possible. Okay. All right. So, you know, without knowing any of the topics or questions, obviously, would you want to predict how good you're going to be at this? Like how many you'll answer? Like do you think you'll answer 70 questions in 60 seconds or two? Um, or how many do you think maybe, you'll get? Maybe five. Five. Ooh, I like it. Okay, well, uh, then are you ready? I think I'm ready. All right, Ryan, you have a... I'm getting my timer. Ryan's not ready. I'm I'm ready. Okay. All right, so 60 seconds to answer as many of these questions as possible. Are you ready? 
I'm ready. Right, I'm going to count down from three. Three, two, one, and go. If you were a pizza delivery person, how would you benefit from scissors? Cutting open the pizza box. Okay. Uh, what do you think of garden gnomes? I think they add a lot to the wine. I think they make them look nice. <laughs> what would you do if you found a penguin in the freezer? Um, I would teach him how to dance like in Mr. Popper's <laughs> Would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? Oh, I think the horse-sized duck, I think. Why is a tennis ball fuzzy? To help you get more, um, to help you hit the ball harder. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Rate us as interviewers. Sorry, will you repeat that question? Rate us as interviewers. Um, hundred out of a hundred. Oh, That's what we like. It. If you could be si- That's time. Oh gosh. Hey, that was five questions. <laughs> she got five. She got five. We had so many more, Woo-hoo! Emily. So many more. So, all right, Emily. Uh, thanks again for joining us. Uh, we really. I, I hope you know how extremely proud of you that we are, and even more than. And you may not care that we're proud of you, but but please know that we are. But more than anything. Um, you know, I want to reiterate to our audience how fortunate we are and how fortunate the 23 or 24 students you have in your classroom this year are and the ones you had last year are to have you as their fourth grade teacher. And I hope they never take that for granted. Um, so thanks again for being with us. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun. All right. Well, we will uh, talk to you later then, okay? All right. All right. Thank he- you, guys. Heal that knee. Thank you. Bye. All right, Ryan. So, uh, what what do you think there? What are your thoughts? Uh, it's 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 excellent. I know as a as a former fifth grade teacher, there's nothing more that I love is seeing that you know I love all teachers, but fourth grade teachers in general doing an excellent job um, that are you know progressing those kids to, for the jump from fourth grade to middle school. That always made my job easier yeah, as a fifth grade sure. teacher. Yep. And when you see um, award-winning teachers that are in that fourth grade level uh, doing doing excellent things, um, you know, you, as a former fifth grade teacher, that's just one of the things that stands out to me um, th- that I love seeing. Yeah. So, yeah, we are, you know, we are USD two thirty one. We are, like I told Emily, we are fortunate to have her yeah. and. and Many, many, many teachers uh, just as good as her. So yeah. our students are, are, and families are fortunate. So, all right, Ryan. Well, uh, let's do this again sometime. I wouldn't. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to say next week because I'm not sure when we're releasing True. this one. So yeah, uh, let's just do it. Let's, let's just do it in do the it future. Again. In the future. In the That's future. Right. So, thanks for listening. This is the two three one one.